Hello everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. I'd like to share something with you, but also help you solve a huge problem that beginning commercial real estate investors have. This is a brochure of a beautiful property, has everything anyone would need, and then here are the numbers in the brochure, and uh, it appears it cash flows quite well. But I get this question all the time. Peter, how do you know if this property information, the income and expenses are true and accurate? That's the million dollar question, right? If you are a beginning commercial real estate investor and you like to purchase a property like this, you better know the numbers. Because for some of you as beginners, this will be the largest financial transaction you've done to date. So again, you better know the numbers here. You better make sure they're true and accurate. That's what today's done. But before I share that with you, I'd like to prime your mind with three quick facts. Number one is consumer protection. Residential real estate versus commercial real estate. Which one has, or do they both have consumer protection laws? Well, if you were to purchase a single family home, a duplex, a triplex, maybe in a fourplex, because it's considered residential, you do have consumer protection laws in most states, meaning that if the owner were to give you income expense information, he must sign off that is true and accurate. In commercial, we have no such thing. The commercial property owner can give you this and he can lie through his teeth and there's nothing you can do about it. In residential, you can sue him. Do you have recourse? So remember that. Residential versus commercial, we have no consumer protection on this commercial side. So you better know your numbers. Number two, every deal has three perspectives. Did you know that? Every commercial deal that you look at has three perspectives. It has a seller's perspective and an agent's perspective. He's a salesperson. Then you have the investor perspective. That's you and I. And guess what? Each of these people have three different goals. Yes, you have one deal, but you have your goals, you have the seller's goals, and you have the agent's goals. You need to understand each side so they can negotiate the deal the best and understand what the true numbers are. We go through a lot of that in our program. Number three, the more beautiful or larger the agent's brochure is, get this, usually means that the worse the deal is, right? Therefore, you must learn how to remove your emotions from the deal. Don't let uh, uh, beautiful pictures, beautiful pictures and great numbers on paper sway you. You must really understand how the numbers work, what is true and what is accurate. And that's what today's on. All right, so let's get started. I'm gonna share with you uh, a couple of scenarios and it's gonna really, really help you. Let's go to the next. All right, here we are with scenario number one. Before I start, let me share this with you. When you're looking at any deal, no matter how beautiful, no matter how great the cash flow is or how bad the cash flow is, you need three things. You need the price, you need the income, and you need the expenses. Those three things to do an initial evaluation of the deal. An initial evaluation, you're gonna calculate the cash flow, the cash and cash return, and the cap rate. You need, you need the price, the income, and expenses. All right, so that will set you up for scenario number one. This is very common. So scenario number one is 
you're able to get rental income from the seller or the agent, but very little property expense information was given. So maybe they've given you the uh, taxes, insurance, and repairs. That's it. But you know there's more. In fact, I'm going to let you know what you should expect as the minimum. When you look at any deal and you have the income and you have the expenses, make sure that you have a full table of the expenses. Now, I'm going to give you what the minimum table should look like. So at any deal, you need to have the taxes, the insurance, the repairs, utilities, supplies, contract services like landscaping, snow removal, things like that, and then property management costs. So this is just bare minimum. Our spreadsheets in our company is really, really long, but this is the bare minimum. All right, so scenario number one, you're able to get the rental information, but it gives you very little property expense information. What do you do? Here's a solution. I want you to use 35% of the rental income given as expenses, meaning that if you have rental income of $100,000, I want you to take that $100,000 per year, multiply it by 35%, and you're going to estimate your expenses to be $35,000 a year. That's a start. This is an industry standard that we use, that lenders use just as a starter because it won't be any less. A seller or an agent may convince you, no, these are the expenses. That's all there is. Don't believe it. It needs to be 35% or more. If it's less than 35%, don't believe it. Use your 35%. That may mean that the deal is no good. That may mean that your cash flow is gone, right? But I don't want you to buy a bad deal because you use expenses of 25%, which is non-existent in commercial. 35% is the minimum. Again, here's the calculation. If your property brings in $100,000 a year, I want you to multiply that income per year by 35%, and you can estimate your expenses as starters to be $35,000. Okay, very common scenario. All right, let's go to scenario number two. All right, here is scenario number two. It is also quite common, okay, quite common. Here it is. Uh, you have rental income and you have property expenses, but they won't give you a price. That's quite quite uh, common. If you uh, contact the seller directly and you say, uh, Mr. Seller, hi, I'd like to purchase your property. And, uh, and then you'll say, okay, so what's your purchase price? And the seller will say, well, you contacted me, Peter. You're the expert. You give me a price. That's quite common, probably smart to do as the, as the seller. Let me make their offer first. And on the other side, if you're dealing with an agent, sometimes an agent will just give you property information, income, expense, you know, the area, the address, and you need to come up with a market price, a market offer. And oftentimes that's a great way to get a high price for the agent. But uh, it's quite common to be in a scenario, you have income, you have expenses, but no offer price. Now, like I said, it's commonplace and it can trip you up, but don't let it throw you off. Do not let it throw you off because when this is done, when I say it's a filtering mechanism to filter away the weak, the people who are not players in this game, the people that are not serious or not educated, they will go bye-bye because they have no clue what to do, but that's not you. So I'm going to offer you a solution. This is what we teach our students to do all the time, and it works really, really well. Okay, so here's what you have to do if you need to come up with an offer price. I want you to calculate an offer price based upon 
sales comparables, okay, comparable sales of other apartments in the area or other commercial properties in the area, and use the net operating income method, the NOI method. These two methods are what a, an appraiser would do to come up with an appraised value. You need to learn how to do the same to come up with a value on your property because, again, if you're going to buy this property and you are a beginning commercial real estate investor and you're about to embark upon the largest financial transaction of your life, you need to know what the property is worth. You agree? I'm sure you do. And to learn how to calculate an offer to gather sales comparables and using the NOI method, a video, I provided a video for you how to do that exactly and precisely. I want you to watch it and do this. The second thing when you're in this scenario is, uh, you know, when they won't give you a price, is I don't want you to come up with a lowball offer. Don't do that. You will lose instant credibility with the seller and with the agent. Don't just come off the cuff with an offer that works for you. Your offer needs to be justified uh, with your sales comp. So I want you to do is share your sales comparables to justify your offer. This will put you in a position that you know what you're doing, a position of being an expert. This is exactly what experts do to come up with the offer price. We just don't wing it. Okay, so that was scenario number two. Let's finish up with scenario number three. Let's go there next. All right, here we are, scenario number three. Now, we can have 10 to 12, 15 scenarios, but uh, I can only do three today. But anyway, scenario number three is also so common. You get into this business and you will quickly discover how common scenario number three is. Okay, so here it is. Uh, the seller doesn't keep financial records at all. How does that happen, right? He gives you the price, but that's all he or she has. Quite common again. You need to know how to deal with this, okay? I don't want you to overcomplicate this scenario. Uh, so this scenario, it stops the average person in their tracks. They don't know what to do or what where to go next. And I'm gonna share with you, there are two types of sellers that exist. So the first type of seller is the uh, property investor. He's uh, an investor, he keeps track of his numbers, he keeps track of the market, the property runs well, he has an eight unit, then you have the property owner. This other person, it was a property owner, he also has eight units, but he's, he's not an investor. This guy is just the owner. He may have inherited the property, he may have bought it 30 years ago, so this may be the only property he owns, so he is not an investor, he's the owner, okay? So they're not sophisticated at all. They probably just, maybe sometimes they collect the rents in cash. For tax purposes, they probably keep all of their income and rent receipts in the shoebox, okay? So get used to this person, guaranteed you run into this person. So uh, next, uh, we have a simple solution, because I don't want you to overcomplicate this scenario because, like I said, it can stop some people in the tracks, but not you. All right, here's a solution. I want you to reverse engineer, okay? I used to be an engineer, reverse engineer the income and expenses this way. First, let me start off by saying that to do an initial evaluation, what I, I shared just a few minutes ago, to do any initial evaluation on a commercial property, you need three things. You need the price, you need the income, you need the expenses. In this situation, you have the price, but you have no income and expenses. Here's what you do. I want you to help the seller break down 
the numbers for you on this eight unit property. Here's what you do. Very simple. You call them up or you sit with them and you say, okay, Mr. Seller, I understand you don't keep a good track or maybe no track, no tracking of all of the income expenses. So I have a sheet of paper here. Could you tell me how much rent you click out of unit number one? Then he'll say $500. Unit number two, $1,200. Unit number three, and you go all the way down the line for all eight units. And then voila, you have the income. Now you're going to say, okay, what do you pay for taxes? And he'll tell you, what do you pay for insurance? He'll tell you, maybe that's all he has. So again, in scenario number one, you have the income but very little information on the expenses. Again, since you have all the income to get the expenses, I want you to multiply the expenses by 35% to estimate the initial expenses. Got it? So you have the price, you just have the income, and you calculated the expenses. Voila, now you can do your initial evaluation. Okay, see, not so complicated. So don't let this stop you. It is very common, okay, because this guy is not a property investor. He's just a property owner. So I hope uh, these three scenarios helped you out and you learned how to get real numbers on any commercial deal. Thank you, everyone. If you want more like this, go to our website, commercialpropertyadvisors.com,